0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to Just Sold with Brent McIntosh, who joins us on this podcast. My name is Brent Griffiths. Brent, how are you doing?
1: I'm really well. How are you this week?
0: Excellent. Thank you. Here we are. We're moving through the month of November pretty quick. It's going to be Christmas before we know it and the holiday season for a lot of people. One of the things that we wanted to talk about was making sure that if you buy a property or you you know, wherever you, wherever you're buying that property, It's so important to look after the investment. Sometimes people forget a little bit about that or they get complacent. Where do you want to dig in on this topic?
1: I think sometimes this can be intimidating to, especially to people who haven't bought a home and I want to keep it sort of light and, and that these, these items don't take a long time to do, nor do they cost very much money, but yes, you should be constantly looking after your property so a little bit here and there can save you thousands of dollars later on by just checking it. And most of the items we're going to talk about today, uh, you just have to check at least once a year. So not too, too bad.
0: Where do you want to start with? Do you want to start with the safety, the, the typical smoke detector? That's a biggie. Sure.
1: Let's start there. So at least once a year, you should be checking your carbon monoxide and your smoke detectors and and that's a thing that's so easy to do that you could easily do that twice a year. And as you and I just talked about before we hit record on this podcast, that it's probably best to do it when you change the clocks. As a good reminder, just go and hit that little test button and make sure that it's chirping, and you're done. That's how simple it. It literally takes seconds to do.
0: That's a good time to do it because you're you know some people are still running around uh, changing their VCR. No, I'm just kidding. They're, uh, you know, it's (laughs) changing their microwave or their oven, that kind of thing. The other good one is your birthday. I was always told that that's another good time to to just catch up. But who wants to do that when there's cake?
1: That's right. I'd say don't do it on your birthday. Now you're ruining your birthday with this to-do list. Uh, But interesting. Uh, Again, if you think about doing it in the spring and fall, by hitting that little button each time that you're changing your clocks and, and moving things around your house anyway, that, that's a pretty good one. Uh, while you're doing that, if you're thinking about smoke detector, then you should be thinking about fire prevention and making sure that the fire extinguisher hasn't expired. Because unfortunately, those do need checks. And um, depending on what type you've you've purchased, it may need a recharge and or you might need to throw it out and get a new one depending
0: on the cost of it. You know what shocks me is how many people actually do not even have a fire extinguisher in their house.
1: Yeah, not to to ruin the surprise, but if you buy a property through the Macintosh Group, we put that in our closing gift. We put in a fire extinguisher and a carbon monoxide detector because a lot of homes, depending on the age of them, don't actually have carbon monoxide detectors built in. Brand new homes do, but um, but that's only been in the last few years that builders have started to put those in with the smoke detectors.
0: And that's a simple thing that really could save your life, could save somebody else in your family. And kitchen Definitely. fires happen all the time, right? Definitely.
1: And you'll hear these horror stories of, unfortunately, uh, where, where families unfortunately pass in the night because of a carbon monoxide um, leak from the, the, the furnace that's running all night and, and just horrible where he, uh, a simple little carbon monoxide detector in the house and it will wake everyone up.
0: And also with auto starts on vehicles and the attached garages, you got to be careful that it doesn't automatically start in the middle of the night as well, right? That That's another one I've been hearing a lot about lately.
1: Yeah, definitely. Some some sad stories out there. So make sure that you're not one of those stories.
0: Okay. So we've uh, we've touched on a couple things there. What what are other biggies for you?
1: Well, let's start on the outside of the house, and and it could be something as simple as looking at the shingles on your roof. And um, what, if you've got asphalt shingles, they should last you at least twenty years, somewhere between twenty and twenty five years. And how you'll know when you need replacing is when they start waving at you, when they start lifting up. If you've got a wood shake on your roof, you'll notice dark spots on the shakes that need replacement. So it is a good idea if you can't physically get up on the roof to at least visually inspect it from the driveway or the backyard to see if you've got any of those problems having whether you have shingles or shakes also make sure that there's not any missing caps or air vents on your roof I can tell you that a couple of years ago we sold a brand new house and the one of the vents in the roof had already blown off it wasn't fastened properly and there was water literally pouring into the attic and it was being soaked up by the insulation in the attic and hadn't quite made it to the drywall yet, but those are things that are good to inspect to see why is there a hole in my roof.
0: Every time there's a big major thunderstorm and here in the Edmonton area, we get a few of those. And I always see the Niagara Falls effect from the eaves troughing because they, you know, people have not, or think about cleaning those eaves troughs out. And then of course you don't know where that water is going to go.
1: Yeah. And to be honest, the number one reason for people's basements flooding is a really surprising thing that is so inexpensive uh, to, to purchase if your house doesn't have it, is just longer extensions on, on those eaves, is to get your water away from the house. And nine out of ten basements that flood, it's literally water that's hit the, the roof And then goes down in the gutters and then pours out right beside the foundation and floods that basement Uh, because concrete is not waterproof it is very porous and throw enough water up against it it will eventually leak through so most people's basements who flood all they needed was an extension on their gutter to get that water away from their house and their basement would not have flooded so ultimately make sure when you're out and around going around your house that the, the eaves and the gutters are getting the water away from your foundation.
0: That leads us to sump pumps. then I guess naturally, a lot of places have them and they can be checked just by pouring water down the, the chute, I guess. Can they not? Yeah,
1: there's that's, uh, I would say there's even an easier way to check it is literally go and grab the float and lift up the float and your, your sump pump, should turn on if you can't reach down there. Your sump pump is going to have two cords on it, and literally you just need to unplug the one cord that's plugged into the other and plug it straight into the AC outlet and your pump should turn on. If it doesn't, your pump probably needs replacement. Now those pumps are very inexpensive to replace, usually under $200, and they unfortunately do not have a very long life in them. If they're running in some neighborhoods quite constantly, they probably will last only four to five years. If you're in a neighborhood that's really dry and your sump pump doesn't turn on very much, then you might get 10 to 15 years out of your sump pump. But a very simple test. If you've got an alarm system, most alarm companies these days will put in a sensor in the sump pump as a a small extra charge, definitely worth it. Um, Something that's so preventable. Literally a couple of years ago, Bryn, I was sitting on the couch watching TV and I got a text message from my alarm company saying that my basement was flooding and I was sitting in my basement. Well, I tell you, it wasn't flooding. It was just that uh, the water was rising in my sump pump. And even though I had checked the sump just a month before my pump had died, and was no longer working but i had enough time to go and grab another pump and get that water out of the sump so that my basement did not get any water in it
0: i just keep throwing stuff at you here and uh, eventually at some point i'll let you to run off uh, a few things that they <laughs> no, this are is great important to you but uh, fireplaces obviously there's wood fireplaces and there's gas fireplaces both need to be watched carefully right
1: yeah you, you're wanting to, to make sure that they're both clean And if it is a wood fireplace and you're using it, then you should probably have it cleaned out once a year. And if not inspected as well to make sure that there's no cracks in that chimney um, as that can obviously lead to all kinds of problems where houses have burned down from their own chimney. So that's an easy one and and one most homes these days, you're, you're seeing a lot less wood burning fireplaces and a lot more gas fireplaces. So for those you just want to make sure that they are clean and that there's no debris inside of them and that they're not leaking any of that natural gas. The gas companies here in Alberta will check your furnace and appliances for free um, and you can get on those programs where they they come in and, and visually inspect Though so your furnace and your gas fireplaces and, and uh, they have a little sniffer to make sure that they're not leaking any natural gas.
0: I, I know that you're not a expert on uh, fireplaces like this, but the problem we've been having with ours lately is that sometimes it turns on, sometimes it does not by that light switch, which I've now replaced and seems to be solving the problem. But after a while, it just kind of goes out. So that's one of those classic examples of making sure that you stay on top of things to make sure you don't have a future problem. And
1: that could just be something as simple as a dirty igniter. And it doesn't take much to clean that and make sure that, uh, that your fireplace is igniting when it's supposed to.
0: Okay. Now you start listing off some things now that I don't want to take over this whole podcast here. I just, a couple
1: things that you can see if, um, if you're getting shingles, icicles, sh- shingles, whoops, <laughs> if you're getting icicles, on your property each and every year, long, beautiful, glorious icicles, that is a typical sign that the insulation in your attic isn't doing what it's supposed to do. And a lot of heat in your house is escaping through the attic, melting the snow on your roof and forming those icicles on your house. So if you see that, that is not something that you should be happy and be Thinking that that's a pretty thing, that is a bad thing. Uh, what can also happen is something called ice damming, and literally our newest listing this week, we found some water in the master bedroom, and it was strictly caused from ice damming in the winters, where there's not enough insulation between the roof and the ceiling in the master bedroom, and water on, or excuse me, snow on the roof was melting and freezing overnight in the winter, and that ice was creeping up the shingles and melting on the plywood underneath the shingles and then coming through into the master bedroom ceiling. So it's so funny that the clients were thinking, no, our shingles are fine, and they were correct. There was nothing wrong with their shingles. It had everything to do with not enough insulation. Uh, Air conditioning units. So often I see people that put these beautiful covers (coughs) over their air conditioning unit, which is really great. And then they forget to take the cover off in the summer when they turn on the air conditioning and it immediately uh, sucks in the cover and, and wrecks the air conditioning unit. So I usually tell our clients don't bother worrying about covering up your air conditioning unit outside. It is meant to be outside, it will handle the elements, but you should inspect it every spring before you turn it on to make sure there isn't debris inside of it, inside the blades that could cause some damage. Make sure there's not too too much uh, dust on that. So a visual inspection of your air conditioning unit every spring is is something that's really good. Now I'm going to say something here. Do as I say, not as I do, because to be honest, I've never done this, but you are supposed to Drain your hot water tank once a year. <laughs> yeah, and I can tell you that I've never done it, Bryn, and, and shame on me. But uh, you should be hooking up a hose, and once you're uh, turning off your hot water take, tank, draining that water outside, and and that's to clear the sediment at the bottom of that hot water tank. And that should literally double the life expectancy of your hot water tank if you're doing that annually, because a lot of that. Dirt gets in the water and and really affects your, the house water. So I, I can't tell you that I've I've honestly ever done it, but that is something that is on my list. That once a year you should be cleaning out that hot water tank.
0: Have you lost a hot water tank because of that sludge? I couldn't
1: say per se. Um, I'm usually not too too worried about replacing a hot water tank. They last anywhere from 10 to 15 years, so they don't have a very long shelf life as it is, and it is one of the least expensive items to replace in your house. A a good hot water tank should only cost you around $1,200 plus the, the plumber's time, so Uh, They can zip those in in an hour or less, and and typically you're looking at $1,500 to replace a 40-gallon hot water tank.
0: At this point, I can throw in a bad pun and say I completely agree with you. My sediments, exactly. (laughs) Put dump pump Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Here's another one, too. Furnace. It always seems that people don't want to check the furnace, maybe in the late summer, and they Mm -hmm. wait until it's got to kick in in late (laughs) October, and then they wonder why they've had a problem That's because they're not thinking far enough ahead or have created a checklist.
1: And then you're calling the the furnace guy to come and repair it or replace it, and it costs you quite a bit more rather than having to replace it in September when the furnace guy is not so busy. So that would be an excellent thing to check on. And if, again, I said it earlier, that the gas company, if you've got an old furnace, uh, I lived in a house that had a 30-year furnace, and once a year I had Atco Gas come in and inspect it, And, uh, it usually passed to flying colors because I was, uh, keeping it nice and clean, getting it cleaned every two years. And, uh, his opinion was don't fix it till it's broke, that they don't make them like they used to. And, and that the new furnaces don't last as, as long as the old ones.
0: Can we just stay with furnaces for a minute and talk about ducts, the heating ducts and that kind Mm -hmm. of thing? That's a, that's a big one for some people. They don't, they'd never think of that.
1: Never. And and some people, you know, go five to 10 years without cleaning out their ducts. And it, I guess it depends. If, if you're noticing a lot of dust in your house, that's the simplest and easiest way to keep your house down on dust is, is to clean out those ducts. And, and I said it just a minute or two ago, every two years is what you should consider doing is cleaning out those ducts.
0: Important to have your ducts in a row. And oh, my if, God. I, you're on fire. You, you know today. what? On I fire. have what is in this coffee? Let me just uh, it's a little Bailey's. Okay, what other things should we be watching for?
1: Your outside water taps. Ah, oh, yeah. Uh, something so simple is just in, in the fall, turning them off so that they can't freeze and cause you problems later on. Uh, literally takes you minutes to turn them off and can solve all kinds of problems that you might inherit. If you have underground sprinklers, you should blow those out so that they don't freeze and, and wreck. Uh, there are companies, of course, that come and service for you. Very inexpensive to make sure that they're done properly. When we get inside the house, you should be looking for things in the kitchen and in the tub, in the bathroom. Make sure that the caulking it, on your countertops and in your bathtub uh, doesn't need replacement so that you don't get water in behind your tiles or in behind your backsplash. Um, Again, something so simple, and and it's not like you have to redo the caulking every year, but you should be checking it once a year.
0: I have to. Bring, uh, I, I just I have to bring this up because you were talking about around the perimeter of the house and getting inside the house. We're at the time of year where the temperatures are getting colder, and there are mice looking to get into garages and things like that. So, what do you recommend there? Just get into the garage and put a few traps down. It's as simple as that.
1: Yeah, so so mice are an interesting thing that they do happen here in Alberta. And, and what they're looking for is two things, a, a warm place to sleep and, of course, food. And if you can make sure that there isn't uh, debris and food and things like that for them to eat, they typically won't come in. Uh, mice mostly get into your garage literally from the garage door, from the big overhead door that maybe is settled or has warped. And so sometimes just replacing the bottom portion of that to make it tight back down to the ground again is the simplest way for you to keep the mice out. Yes, you can put up traps or, you you know, bars of soap uh, in and around your garage. They don't like soap. Really? And uh, bounce uh, fabric sheets. You can leave those around on the floor in your garage. They don't like those things either.
0: You talked about sleep and food. I'm going to be thrown out of our house if that's, the, uh, if that's why mice are coming in. Well, what other things do we need to talk about? Well, when you're on the outside
1: of the house, you can look at the grading of your property. and Again, this is an annual thing. Just have a quick look at the side of your house, the back of your house. Make sure that the grade is going away from your property, not draining water towards your home. As again, what you're trying to do is avoid future problems from water entering your home. Um, when we, How about your deck or, or your fence? Is there rotting wood? Does it need to be stained? Again, you're not going to need to stain your fence and your deck every single year, but you should be checking on it annually and then deciding, well, I've got another year or two before I have to do that, or, or maybe this is a project that I should tackle this year.
0: And the lawn is another one for people. You can do wonderful things at this time of year to make sure that you have a beautiful lawn it's low maintenance and the neighbors are going to love you because there's not going to be any weeds or anything next year. There's a lot of things you can do in that, in that regard as well.
1: It, it has just everything to do with you being able to resell your home someday is that if you drive up to a house as a potential buyer of that house, And you see that they haven't maintained their lawn. Well, what else haven't they maintained in this property? It's a pretty good telltale sign that the property might be in desperate need of some maintenance. So yes, if you're not looking after something as simple as mowing your lawn, then you're probably never changing your furnace filters or checking on items in your house that we've gone through. Uh, Lastly, the the driveway. And um, some people just never even think to look at the cracks in their driveway and I can tell you that if you're getting cracks, uh, you, one of two things is, is it's going to settle here in Alberta. Nothing we can do with the freezing and thawing that we go through. But you might be able to get some mud jacking done. And it might be a simple and, and a less expensive cost of fixing that driveway waiting, before waiting until it's too late and the driveway's heaved and or need a whole new replacement driveway. Some driveways also need some sealant depending on what they're made of. If you've got an aggregate driveway, you probably need to seal that driveway every five or six years.
0: People should check with what? The Better Business the Better Business Bureau uh, before they move ahead with anybody? Or do you guys have a list of uh, people that you work with? How, how do people know they're getting the right help?
1: Yeah, you should be, obviously, if you're purchasing a property, you want to a certified home inspector to come into the property to give you his opinion about that property before you remove conditions. And then now once you've owned the property and you're maintaining it, if you are getting somebody to come in and uh, replace an item or help you fix an item, then yes, you should make sure that they're a member of the uh, better business uh, Alberta and also on service. Alberta is, is a good place to make sure that they've got a business license here in Alberta.
0: Okay, Brent, how do guys get a hold of you and uh, and you can steer them in the right direction?
1: If they have any questions, you can always reach out to our team. We're happy to help. You can find us directly at 780-464-0075. Or if you prefer, you can go to our website at macintoshgroup.ca. Macintoshgroup.ca.
0: Thanks for your time today. That's a very helpful list. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks, Bryn. I'll see you next week.
0: All right, we'll do.